Hello, this is Collective Noun. For a high quality program, press 1. You have pressed 2. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Hey! Oh! Welcome to the show! Tonight is the night, the big premiere of the Big Mac Mystery documentary. Oh, I am so excited. I could barely sleep last night. It was like Christmas Eve. This is something that this show has been building towards for how long now? Almost two months? We are investigating whether or not the Big Mac has gotten smaller over the last two decades. Mm. The video's up. Go have a look at the documentary. It's on Collective Noun's social media pages, Instagram, yep. Facebook, YouTube. Dom hasn't seen it yet. Haven't. You haven't seen the comparison shot between me. the Big Mac 20 years ago and the Big Mac now. Mm. You will see the result in the next five minutes, well, though. How are you feeling? I'm, I'm pretty nervous. I mean, if, if people are tuning into this show for the first time, you've, you've skipped over two months of... You know, us finding out about country singer James Blundell. Well, we and can't explain it all Mac every Zaddy time. was in 20 years ago and our trip to Gympie the, this time last week. That's all contained in the documentary. All in the documentary. The point is, it's been such a long journey to get here. I feel a little bit like Frodo and Sam at the end of Lord of the Rings. You know, where they're standing at um, You Mount, look a bit like Sam. They're standing at Mount Gloom and they, they throw the ring into the fire. Mm. What? You look like Sam. Why is producer Jack laughing at me? What's, what's funny? Do, I, do you think I look like Sam? It's Mount Doom, not Mount Gloom. It's very, <laughs> it's very finicky. Okay. Have Mount, you seen the movies? I have seen the movies. I thought it was called Mount Gloom. It is gloomy. There. <laughs> I suppose Mount it's Doom. Very overcast. Mount Doom is a little more intimidating than Mount Gloom, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the the point is, I feel a little bit like Sam and Frodo because we have reached the end of our journey, and I can't wait to find out the answers. Right. Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Zach, my local coffee shop wouldn't let me use my loyalty card today. Was it um, for their shop? Yeah, yeah, it was for their shop. Of course it was for their shop. It's well, I'm the, just trying to think of reasons why they wouldn't let you do it. That's crazy. It's the classic, uh, you know, you get a small card that goes in your wallet, you get a whole punch for each of your five coffees. Once you've got five whole punches, you get a free coffee. So you know, five, stock get one free. Yeah, good deal. That's pretty good. It's a good deal. The best is four, get one free, because yeah. then if you get one every day... One free day a week. Do you remember the old Subway one? That was absurd. You had to get like 12 subs. Oh, man. I told you about that one I had for a massage place, <laughs> yeah. which was like 20 massages get 10% off. <laughs> I, think, I don't think I'd have 20 massages in a lifetime. Yeah. No, some of them are good value, but this particular one I thought was pretty good value. Yeah. One in six coffees free. Happy with that. This is the first time I've used the loyalty card. I, I've only started going to this coffee place pretty recently. And I was really excited because earlier today I'd finally built up the five, you know, hole punches. I was ready to go get my free coffee. And anything tastes better when it's free. Hmm. Free food, free drink always tastes I'm better. I'm surprised because you've got this good loyalty system yeah. at 7-Eleven at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know. Where you get free coffee no well, matter what, which I had, anyone can get. Yes, I had been getting free coffees with the Keep Cups. but Didn't I, you get 15 in one weekend? Yeah, and I was going so much that the 7-Eleven employee at my local 7-Eleven was starting to give me weird looks. Yeah. So I started to go to a Called different coffee, coffee shop instead. I just felt like he was judging me. But you're getting um, a free one at this cafe yeah. now. Well, that was my thinking. You know, head in today, and I roll, I'll be honest, I walked in with a bit of a strut because I know I was getting a free coffee. It was free coffee day. I mm. built up to this one. I'd put in the hard yards. Yeah, you, know. you guys aren't earning a wage for this one. <laughs> I didn't think of it like that. But, you know, I'd, I'd worked the hard yards for this. I'd, I'd paid for my five. It's 20 bucks. Give me my free one. When I handed it over to pay for the coffee, the woman working there sort of was taken aback and laughed and said, you're not actually going to use this, are you? I said, what do you mean? She's like, are you such a cheapskate 
that you're going to get a free coffee what from the loyalty card. I, I, I was taken aback. I didn't know what to say. I was like, yeah, that's the program that you signed up for, that I signed up for. It was them. I wasn't going to get a card. They said, take a loyalty card. Yeah. And so, so did you, when you handed it over, did you say free one, please? Uh, I said, today's my free one. Yeah. Okay, great. Why? No, I'm just, I'm, oh. I'm imagining what happened <laughs> because yeah, sure. I know in the previous times, the only times I mm. have used a loyalty card, and this is the reason I stopped using it, by the way, sure, is because I felt like that it was cheap. <laughs> so you, you know think there I mean? is a stigma around oh, using a loyalty card? I got uncomfortable doing it because you had to hand it over, and they, yeah. if they just instantly said, "Oh, you get a free one today," if they treated it like, yeah. uh, well done, you've yeah. done it," but they didn't. They said they would say would you like to use it today? Yeah. And so they gave you the option of not using it or using it. And I always felt like if I said, yeah, I would, yeah. I felt like I was being cheap. There, there's judgment that comes. And, and this one was more overt with it. Eventually I felt so bad because you just stared at me that I paid for the coffee. Did you? I paid for the coffee. After so are I you going to yeah. get your free one ever? Well, after Did I you paid, get another stamp? No, she didn't. She didn't stamp oh, the free this one. this is outrageous. <laughs> well, after I paid for it, she said, nah, just kidding, mate. Lighten up. After I've given them the money, yeah. the $4.50. I don't know if she was the owner. I've seen her there once or twice before. Yeah. Was but, this the place that... Mm. Have you had run-ins here before? <laughs> the acai bowl place? No, this is down the road from the acai bowl place. Oh, this my is... goodness. How many cafes <laughs> are pissed off at you? Well, this is the problem. I keep pissing off cafes and having to find new ones. What are you doing? I wish we could look at some security <laughs> footage <laughs> yeah. of what you do in their stores. Because you yeah, report it as just normal behavior. But time and time again, you yeah. have poor reactions from people behind the counter. Yeah, it does keep happening. And I don't know. Maybe what do you think it is? What I think it is. I do specify my orders. I think that's part of the problem. Yeah, I, I very specific. Spec- yeah. And that's part of it. And so... Sometimes this coffee place gives you a free chocolate with your coffee. Historically, I have been known to say, you forgot the chocolate. Oh, Tom. <laughs> in a playful tone. In a playful no, it's tone. it's not playful, mate. It is playful. They don't like you. <laughs> I don't care whether they like me or not. They owe me a free coffee. What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to try again tomorrow and hope there's someone different working. <laughs> <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. How did your first week with your pet go? Are there any horror stories out there? Give us a call on 131060 because I thought, you know, Dom, I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying becoming a, uh, a pet parent, a yeah. puppy parent. Well, you, you and your wife, Sarah, got a couple of greyhounds, um, what, two, three weeks ago now? Uh, when were you we speaking about it in the build-up? You were so excited. You just you well, found the two it's greyhounds. Been, it's been great. I mean, there's been a few learning curves, yeah. I would say. There's been a bit of dog vomit on the balcony. Yep. The dog still can't go upstairs, so I have to carry this 35 kilo well, this Dog is the thing. three times a day up and down the stairs. You say everything's going smoothly. On this show alone, you've told us about how you have to carry the dog up and down the stairs, how the dog vomited and it seeped through the, the but boards this is outside. What, this and, is, well, also that you had to move all your plants because they were toxic to the dog. This is, the, those are just normal. This, that's actually pretty good for the first three weeks of owning a dog. Yeah, okay. Because it can go really poorly. I was saying this to my wife. I was saying, like, yeah, we've had a couple of little challenges, yeah. but it could go much worse. She was telling me, she was talking to someone, I think yesterday, mm. who was saying that their puppy yeah. had such separation anxiety, mm. like, so people couldn't leave the house, that they had to put it into daycare every day when they went to work for that wow. first couple of weeks because... That's how hard it was to transition from the puppy's litter oh. to a new home. I heard a story, actually, this has just come back to me now. I heard a story um, of a friend of mine back in school got a turtle. Week one of having the turtle, the turtle ran away. The turtle escaped. They came home, turtle's gone. I didn't know that was a big issue with turtles. <laughs> I don't know. They, they get said, out, do they? Well, they, they, got to, they got down to the local pond and there was a turtle in the pond, but they didn't know if it was their turtle. <laughs> 
so they didn't know whether they could take they it back. Did, they were worried it wasn't their turtle. They should have so taken they... a picture. What do you mean? Oh, Before it left, so yeah. they could compare it. Can you, do turtles look that different? <laughs> well, okay, what you do is put a mark on the shell. Yeah. Like a paint mark. That's not bad. That's a great <laughs> idea. Turtle art. Turtle art should become a thing. Is that cruel? I don't think they can feel it. You'd be I, I don't, we'll yeah. look into it first. You'd want to be careful you weren't using toxic paints. Oh, you definitely don't do that. As long as you weren't using toxic paints. Yeah. I reckon you could paint whatever you wanted on a turtle. Mm. Oh my gosh. Advertising. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking like the V8 supercars. Yeah, but why? <laughs> Just to your family? No, you go to a pond. Oh, right. Advertise your local business on the back of a turtle at the pond. Why not? <laughs> you know, Harry's Automotive. 131060. <laughs> Sorry, I got sidetracked there. <laughs> We want to know, how did yeah. the first few weeks of having a pet go poorly? Yeah, well, was it a nightmare? Because I imagine, you know, that there could be stories of, you know, pets getting out every day. There could be stories chewing of... Up, you chewing know, up, you know, your food, uh, your, like, clothes or Maybe your you furniture. Maybe you found poo in an interesting spot. Oh, poo's always <laughs> great in interesting spots. <laughs> poo in interesting spots should be a phone topic we do, in, <laughs> like, weekly. Poo in an interesting spot. But 131060, I'd be interested to hear the horror stories of how badly... The start of a new pet went. Uh, producer Jack, did this happen to your friend? They got a new puppy and it caused some troubles? New puppy. Very adorable. As, as cute as can be, but uh, was chomping, as, as they are likely to do. And actually, it was what? It was chomping. Chomping around. I chewing every bit. trumping. I thought that was a term that I hadn't heard of. Yeah, it had a magma hat. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Make America great again. It was going around <laughs> chanting that. The red cap. No, what, so it was, it was chewing everything. Chewing everything and got yeah. into his vintage Nintendo 64. Mm. Completely damaged the controllers, unusable. Oh, damn. That's a it shame. sucks when it's vintage too, because you can't just go out to the shop and replace no. it. No more Banjo-Kazooie. What a game. That's my favorite as a kid. Yeah. Played hours of Banjo-Kazooie. I like Zelda. Zelda was good too. All good stuff. Alex in Melbourne. Do you have a pet that's pissing you off? Yeah, uh, about three three days after I got my cat, mm. uh, he went over the fence to the neighbor's house and he climbed this massive tree. It was about like 40 meters. Yeah. And we weren't home at the time and we couldn't see him. And the neighbor like came over and he told us that he thought our cat was in the tree. And he had this, like we had to borrow his ladder and it was annoying. Did you get it but down? We got him down. Yeah, we did. Why do cats do that? They go up and yeah. they can't get down. It's a good question. I always thought the uh, the cliche was you had to call the fire service. Well, because they have the big ladders. Yeah. If you've got a ladder yourself, you probably don't need to call for help. If your cat is high up a tree and you want to get the fire service to help, is that a triple zero call? No. (laughs) You you ask this way too much. (laughs) No. You really need to know, is it an emergency? My uh, my point is... Is a human in immediate danger? Well, no, the reason I ask is because the only way I know to contact a fire station is Look it up. You can look up a fire. There will be other numbers. Don't clog the emergency line with non-emergencies. I, it's remarkable how often I have to say that to you. Yeah, it's important we get that across, though. Um, Tara, in Achuka, uh, your puppy's pissing you off. Yeah, she. when I first got her, um, and we, we had her in our little bathroom, and there's a shelf for our shoes. Yeah. And she would climb up on the shelf and pull all of the shoes down. And she chewed my most expensive shoes that I had. Why do you think they like chewing shoes? I I don't know, but I was really angry about it. How out of pocket were you? What did it cost you? The oh, shoes? Oh, they were worth about $250. Oh, that's rough. That's rough. And how, sorry, did you say a few days into having this puppy? Yes. Oh, that's awful. I guess the good thing about puppies, I imagine they're pretty cute, Tara. 
Oh, she's adorable. Yeah, you can't get angry at him when you're looking at him. No, that's their, maybe that's their tactic. Yeah. Maybe puppies are going to overtake the world because they know yeah. that they can pull anything off and no one's going to get angry. Yeah. Do you know um, what I mean? Evil mastermind plots. Yeah. So you reckon yeah. a puppy burns down a house yeah. on purpose. Yeah. Arson. Yeah. <laughs> and you're looking at him and you're oh, we can't <laughs> stay angry at you. We'll find somewhere else to live. <laughs> this is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. A month in the making. We've been trying to solve this mystery. Dom. Mm. Is the McDonald's Big Mac getting smaller? So I started eating Big Mac maybe five years ago, but the last couple of years have gotten way smaller. This was our plan. We were going to find an old Big Mac ad from the 90s, recreate it with the same actor. When they hold that Big Mac up to camera, we compare those two. The old Big Mac versus the Big Mac from today, mm. and we can figure out whether or not the yes. Big Mac has gotten smaller. Now, this has been going for two months, almost, this investigation. It's been so in-depth. It's been so rigorous. It's the hardest we've ever worked at anything. And you've had the results, but you haven't told me yet. I have an envelope in front of me that says results from oh. the Mac is Mystery. I'm this, shaking. Inside this envelope is a picture yeah. of James Blundell, the country music star who was in the ad in the 90s. He's holding up two Big Macs. One of it, one of them is him holding one up today. Yeah. Or last week, actually. Sure. The other one is him holding up in the 90s. This is the first time you're going to see the results of whether or not yeah. those Big Macs are the same or different. This I is want you to open that envelope and tell me what you see. This is a moment of history, isn't it? Right now. Here we go. I'm opening the envelope. Okay, here we go. We've got a side-by-side -side comparison. Yes, we do. Bloody hell, it's smaller. What do you think? It's definitely smaller. It is noticeably smaller. The Big Mac has gotten... My goodness. I see why you couldn't tell me now. Why you had to keep the secret for a few days. This is remarkable. Tell me what you see. What are you looking so at? So on the left, I see James Blundell mm. in 2019 holding mm. up a Big Mac that is taking up less space in his hands. His hands are straining less to hold it than they were in the 1990s ad. Tell me about diameter versus height. You, I reckon, okay, oh yeah, I reckon that diameter might be similar, but it is certainly more compressed. Yeah. It used to be, I, I, honestly, looking at this, it was almost twice as high. You reckon? I reckon so. Is that, was that your take? Um, it, it certainly appears to be smaller. It's certainly, like, this is very noticeably smaller. Um, what do we do? What I would like to do is I, 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 I don't want yeah. to be the one to assess this picture yeah. alone. I want to hear all opinions. What Holy we've done crap. is we've put this picture on Collective Noun's mm. Instagram stories. Just search for Collective Noun and you'll find it there. On 131060, yeah. we would like to open up to get the pulse of the do nation. Do we need a jury? Uh, we can have a jury. Yeah. I, what I'm looking for is reactions oh to this photo. Tell me what you think. Are they the same size? Are, is one smaller? Mm. Tell me if you think there was any problems Zach, in our the way that we approached solving this. Zach, I've just got to... Have you you've seen that that movie about Wall Street, The Big Short? You know, which is about Wall Street corruption in the mid 2000s and stuff. Mm. And at the end of the film, Steve Carell's character sits back and he says they knew the whole time. It's like a big shocking moment and he can barely move because the revelation has just hit him mm. that the Wall Street bankers knew what they were doing, knew their corruption. I feel similarly shocked at this moment. I feel, as I look at these two pictures, mm. 
I am blown away by what is clearly a smaller Big Mac. I don't, I'm actually, like, I, I know I'm not only lost for words, but I'm lost for words. Yeah. Well, what would like, 13, 10, 60, Bloody go to Collective hell. Nouns Instagram stories, have a look at the pictures, tell us what you think. <laughs> Brett, in Brisbane, you've had a look at these pictures, mate. What do you reckon? Bretto. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, I'm just driving. Um, yeah, look, I, I work in advertising, and um, I deal with this stuff all the time. Uh, well, tell us about it. Give us some insight. You've got recreating the ads, man. They look, they look pretty damn similar. You did a good job. Um, but some of them, I think they're the same size. Um, oh! Hang on, Brett. The uh, they're toxic. You can't actually eat them. You get well, the actors to spit them out at the end. They're full of silicon and glue and all that stuff. Brett, Your Brett, sorry, Brett, Brett, we, sorry, Brett, we're going to have to cut you off here because we know that that might be advertising protocol now, but we did check last week with James Blundell, who was in the ad in the 90s, and he said he held a legitimate Big Mac that he was able to eat. He ate it? Oh, well, then absolutely, man, they're smaller. Okay. Well, Brett's come, come around. Did you, do we have a recording of that? That yes. was, did he say that on Mike? I have a I don't remember him saying exactly that. I remember him saying there was a food stylist there. I remember yeah. him saying that it was a real Big Mac, but there was a food stylist there. Do we know how much that original Big Mac was tampered with? I'm not sure. We did can go he to the say, recording. do you remember exactly? He yes. said he ate it. He he said that at some stage. Was it on mic or off mic? I don't know. Oh, well, he's backtracking from his story <laughs> no, now. No, no, no. He certainly said it was a real Big Mac. <laughs> Yeah, and not a fake one. Okay. He definitely well, said well, that. I'm, I'm running out of excuses here. <laughs> so I what? I don't pe- know what to do. There's a documentary up now. Yeah, if we, you want to see, we more made of a this. documentary. Yeah. Um, it only goes for three minutes. It's hard to call it a documentary. <laughs> it's more of a video. It's a short film. Head to Collective Noun on Facebook if yes. you want to see that the the documentary. You make up your mind for yourself. We put yeah. the evidence there, and we put the evidence out there. Yeah, and you decide. What we we can't end the saga here. Yeah. Well, what do you think? What's the next? Step? I I don't know, but we just. I mean, it feels like we've just uncovered that the moon landing's been fake. We probably should. I'm like, oh well, moving on. We probably should give McDonald's a right of reply. Well, that's probably. We the next should step. try to hear from them and say see if they can explain the difference in the pictures. Get Ronald on because they might come on and say and say, oh no, that was a plastic burger that we used back then. Yeah. You know, well, and then doesn't are. remember. Yeah. Yeah. Stop. Or getting, yeah. we might go down to a car park. Yeah. And our cars might be on fire. <laughs> <laughs> and there'll be a note saying, you've got too close. <laughs> Don't come any further. Signed, Ronald. <laughs> <laughs> and just some, like, red hairs around. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. We are trying to make the most inspiring radio in the country inspired by this show. Sorry. <laughs> Zach's not plugged his computer in. One year's journey. Revealed in minutes, this time next year. This time next year, where mm. they talk to people who make a pledge, I'm going to do this by yeah. this time next year. They come back a year later, have they done it? Oh, so inspiring. We don't have a year to play with, so last night we did... This time next... Show! Mm. We all we all pledged to have done things within 24 hours. It's a shame Zach's pledge wasn't to have my computer plugged in. I know, because pledge. I wouldn't have done that. No, you wouldn't have been able to uh, do but it. But mine was to wash my car. Didn't happen. Didn't do it. What was producer Jack's? What was your gonna, yours going to be? I was going to clean my shower. Did Had... you do it? Yes, I did. Well, there we go. Oh, Exciting. well done, Dom. What was yours? Eat a salad. Oh, I don't even have to ask. <laughs> no, that didn't happen. No. Which is a but... shame, because... because <laughs> I mean, it is close. I did go in the fruit and veggie aisle at Coles. Were you passing through? Yeah. Where'd you end up? Walking to the milk. 
got to go through fruit and veg to get to milk. <laughs> yep. We did hear from Holly last night, though, yep. who made this pledge. Holly, on 131060, what do you reckon you can do within 24 hours? Write a 500-word story. Holly said she could write a 500-word story. Mm. We have Holly in northern New South Wales on the line now. Can you reveal for us, Holly? Did you stick I... to your pledge? Did you write a 500-word story? I wrote a story that actually went over the 500-word limit. Oh, what a moment. What a moment. Holly, when did you write this? What time today? Like, basically, when I woke up this morning, I, like, put my egg timer on and was like, okay, I'm going to write and edit and write some more. How long did it take you, Holly? Like, maybe... Two hours? Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, good effort. your task was to write a 500-word story. You've done more than that. We asked you to write it about a mouse in a house and involve somehow mm. uh, a comet, I think, an asteroid coming and, towards and Earth. There was context behind that. As yeah, well, that was some mention. suggestions from some other I, people. I can't remember where the context came from, but uh, trust me, it was, it was in there somewhere. It was. There was context. Holly, what we'd like to do is I'm not sure with your background in writing, mm. and I'm not going to ask about it because it might derail this. Dom, mm. your background is that you did English extension. I did. Pretty impressive. Yeah, in high school, grade 12 English extension. I mean, that's the upper English class. Holly, what we're going to do is we're going to give Dom five minutes to read your story. Mm. This is an English extension student you're talking to. <laughs> and he's going like, to... Hang on, I feel like you're mocking the fact of the English extension, like it's not impressive. Well, we're adults now. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. It was impressive when you're 17. Yeah. Fair call. Uh, all right, Ollie. Well, I'm going to read this. And what would you, would you like general thoughts? Do you want to grade? No, like a, a review, Dom. You have to do a review yeah, of this okay. story in the next five minutes. I'm happy to do that. And what, what are your thoughts on it, Holly? Before I review it, how does the, the author herself review it? Well, it was what it was. And like, I'm not going to pass judgment on it because it may just sully like your opinion of it. So yes. I'm going to let you read. Yes. Mm. I love this. What an artist. That's great. I also it, was what think... it, it was what it was. And also you, you bring your own meaning if to it. If this ever gets published though, this book, this yeah. story, and on the front cover where they have the blurb that's meant to sell it, it's from the author. Well, it is what it is. It was what not, it was. It was what it was. I'm not sure that's necessarily going to sell copies, Holly, but I'll have a read of this in the next few minutes. What's the name of the story, Holly? Silver balls. Silver balls. Silver balls. Okay. Oh, right. wow. The world first review of silver balls. Here we Holly's go. Holly's story written in the last 24 hours. Coming up next. Right across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. He's just read it in the last five minutes. Dom, what are your thoughts? Well, Holly, to begin with, uh, obviously some elements worth noting. We did challenge you to write a story that involved a mouse and that involved asteroids, which is a creative challenge. Um, initially, did, Holly did pull you pull it off? Were there any? Well, I think you did pull it off. I'm just curious before we get into the review, were there any uh, other avenues you were going to go down, or was this always your your narrative that gripped you? Basically, this was like a last minute thing. So I had thought that like there are lots of different avenues, but then I was like, no, this is the one that I've chosen. So yeah. it was kind of like a last-minute decision. Give us yeah. an overview. Dylan. Okay, so in, basically... In 25 words or less, in, what's the story about? In this piece, uh, it is written from the perspective of a mouse living in the house of a single mum, recently separated from her husband. The mouse sees that the, the single mum is a bit upset, tries to cheer up the single mum by being cute, but the lead character gets shocked by having a mouse in her house, 
The lead character chases the mouse down the hallway into the kid's room. The mouse gets its foot stuck in the carpet. The mother is chasing the mouse, but just before the mum can get the house, so the mouse, something happens to the mum. Now, I, I need to stop at this point, Holly, and ask you, because it wasn't quite clear to me. I don't know if this was left a bit ambiguous on purpose. What happens to the mother in the pursuit of the mouse? Well, I left it, like, a little bit ambiguous. Mm. So people could draw upon their own ideas and stuff like that. I deliberately left it a little bit vague. Well, all we get is that the, the woman is chasing the mouse, and then we hear bang, and the woman turns and runs the other way. What are you playing that music for? The mouse dies. No, no, the mouse dies in the next scene. Oh, it does <laughs> Yeah, die. sorry, I hadn't got to the end of it. <laughs> the, the next day in the kid's room, the kid has toy asteroids that fall on and crush the mouse. Oh, no. The final scene is the death of the mouse, which is it's really a, toy a asteroid. Romeo and Juliet-esque. Oh, no. Yeah, no. That's not the way you want to go. Well, no, it really isn't. It's a good point. Um, I wonder, from a mouse's point of view, yeah. is that the equivalent of an asteroid hitting us? A toy asteroid? I don't think so. No. Because we're like, yes, we are bigger than mice. Mm. No, but I, but I mean, it... is that reported in the mouse world oh, the I same see. way? <laughs> yeah, maybe. I've never, maybe it's possible. A few questions for you, Holly. So I, look, I loved the piece. It has a bit of a young JK Rowling vibe about it. I Does believed it? the mouse character. The characterization was amazing. The tension you built in the f- finale of the, of the pursuit was brilliant. Just wondering, um, if you were casting this as a film, Holly, who do you reckon would play the mouse? What actor? Oh, now I'm just thinking of... Daniel Radcliffe, but yeah. Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal will play it. I was thinking Stuart yeah. Little. Stuart Li- well, Stuart Little's a fiction. He can't play another mouse. Yeah, he can. Who did the voice of Stuart Little? Uh, Matthew Broderick, was it? No? Yeah, Matthew Broderick. Is that correct? Producer yeah, Jack's as far as I can no. remember. I think it's Michael J. Fox. Yeah, I thought it was Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox. Okay, Michael J. Fox did the voice of Stuart Little. I mean, maybe he can reprise no, I'm not this talking role. about the voice. I'm talking about the, the character. Okay. Well, if there's only one actor who can do, I want Stuart Little to come out and play this role as in Stuart Little in the in the new film Stuart Little. It to be about this. Okay. Well, that's a dark end for Stuart's lifetime. I mean, Tim Allen has a history of playing animal human hybrids. Yeah, that's that's an option. I don't mind that. All up though, Holly. uh, It it surprised me. It made my heart race. It moved me, and ultimately, it did bring me to tears. Stunning piece. Um, to have written this within 24 hours is pretty incredible. It made me feel empathetic to the mouse. And I do think if I see a mouse in the house again, Holly, I'll treat it differently. Do you feel the same way? Well, as a vegetarian, I try to, like, let all forms live, mm. whether they be inside or outside. Yeah. Mm. yeah, beautiful. So you, that was coming through, obviously. Yeah, that, that, that was the a bit of an that. allegory. The only question I have is the mouse does die at the end from toy asteroids, as I said, falling on it. I've never seen a toy asteroid before. Yeah. Uh, did you feel like you were reaching a little bit at that point, Holly, to have worked the asteroids into it? Well, I kind of, like, looked at my coffee cup at one point because, like, I have, like, a coffee cup that's got like all these like constellations on it. And I was like, how can I like make this fun and quirky as mm. opposed to how can we kill him off? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> the mouse is in mousy heaven now, yep. but doesn't matter. You still did it, Holly. You did it. You Holly. still achieved your pledge in 24 hours yeah. and you made Dom cry. Holly, how much are you selling the film rights for? Well, it depends on who's like doing it and like, the, the creative rights, how much, how many of those well, rights do I Stuart own? Stuart Little comes at a pretty hefty price <laughs> these days. 
So we're going to have to put our coins together, see if we can get him to play yep. play the mouse that dies. <laughs> That's it. This is Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Oh, I got scammed by some car park workers today. It hasn't been a good day for me financially. I was just telling you a bit earlier in the show, Zach, that the coffee shop wouldn't accept my loyalty card. They said I'm a cheapskate for trying to use it. Mm. Their own loyalty card. They said I was a cheapskate. Right after that, I parked at a shopping center. You know those shopping centers that give you like two hours free over that? It costs money. Mm. Parked there. And I have a protocol when I go to these places. Basically, I'll set an alarm on my phone for like 10 minutes before the free parking runs out. Is it likely you're going to be there for two hours? It's not not often, but that's just as a fail-safe. It so happened today that, yes, I was at those shops for, for an hour 50. So the alarm went off an hour 50. I got back to my car. I had 10 minutes to spare when I, when I got the alarm. And I thought, I'll easily make it out of here within two hours. When I got to the car, five minutes to go. Still should be relatively straightforward, right? Mm. I'm under the two hours. Now, this system has worked for me so many times before. Christmas shopping, birthday shopping, whatever, grocery shopping. Never let me down this system. I don't think you ever spent two hours grocery shopping. Oh, you know, sometimes you... Have you ever done that thing where you go, you forget something and you go back and you end up buying like things you didn't need? Do you know that? Where you end up coming with like a cake and a packet of twirls? That's me every time. <laughs> right. Basically, it's a cake and a packet of twelves. But the the point is, I got to my car five minutes to go. I got near the boom gate three minutes to go now, and I'm sailing. You know, and I'm thinking, done it again, another successful shopping expedition. Yeah. No paying for parking today. As I'm coming up to the boom gate, three minutes to go, two car park workers come out from the car park, and they sort of like give me the stop signal, say stop there, and I said, what's going on? And they said we're having a problem with the boom gate. We just got to fix something on the boom gate here. And this, this is the only exit in this section of the car park. And where I've gotten now, there's cars behind me I couldn't reverse out. So I'm sort of stuck. I'm log jammed. Mm. And they do some work. And it, I don't, it doesn't look like they're working as fast as they could. It looks like they're, you know, slowing things down a little bit. And I'm getting anxious, you know, because I can see time passing. Now, they finish the work, I swear to God, 10 seconds after my two hours is up. Go and put the thing in, 14 bucks. Bastards. Well, I mean, does that sound like a coincidence to you? Yes. <laughs> what do you think they're doing? Looking at the security footage and going, oh, that guy has 30 seconds less left. Let's go mess with him. Well, I don't it know. doesn't affect their pay packet. They're the, no. uh, they're the um, IT yeah. people for the uh, boom gate. But don't you reckon they should have They're given not me... working on commission. Shouldn't they have given me free parking? Because I was technically leaving. Yeah, you should have said something. I sh- okay, so I shouldn't have paid the Hey, guys, notes. i got 10 seconds here. You reckon I could squeeze out? Yeah. And you reckon they would have let me? No. <laughs> yeah. okay, you can wait well, 10 seconds, mate. This is just a, this is an account of my day-to-day, hmm. right? I was meant to get a free coffee, and instead of getting the free coffee, the barista laughed at me and said I was a cheapskate, so I had to pay for my coffee, hmm. despite having a free one on my loyalty card. Then, despite being parked for under two hours, I had to pay for parking because I had to do work on the boom gate, which pushed me over the two hours. I think... I think the world is against me getting free stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was think the last free thing you got? Last free thing I got. What do you mean by those 7-Eleven coffees in the keep cups that they were doing before I started feeling You know guilty. what it is? What? Because you had so many of those. Yeah. You've reached your free quota. <laughs> what do you mean? You've reached... You're you, saying you every ha- human. Yeah. Th- you have a certain free... <laughs> that's why some people are like... That's why you haven't won anything in a while. Right, okay. Do you know so, what I mean? Yeah. So, like, if you... Well, that's what... Everyone who wins the lotto says, I never win anything. Exactly. I've never won anything in my life. Of course now I win the lotto. Because that's their free quota done for their life. 
Right. Because okay. they got one big one. Whereas oh, you no. might win a meat tray every week. Yeah. And it's like, okay, well, that's your free quota. That's your luck. Yeah. So you're telling me that I've used up my all my lifelong free quota. For a little while. Because on 7-Eleven coffees. Yeah, the 7-Eleven coffees. You had 15 in one weekend. I did have a So you can't have alarm. anything free for a couple of weeks now. And you think the universe is conspiring against me to that's stop just me getting free stuff? That's just how it works. <laughs> well, no one I don't told make me the that. rules. I just explain them. <laughs> okay, well, I guess, I guess nothing's free anymore then. Right. Across Australia, you're listening to Collective Noun with Zach and Dom. Dom, I'm in an awkward fence situation. I'm trying to put up a new fence between my house and my neighbor's house. Mm. And it's a little bit awkward because the rules around the conventions, around yeah. how you should split it, how you go about asking them. It's 90% of a current affairs stories, oh. fencing disputes with neighbors. Yeah, so it's pretty awkward because uh, they haven't gotten back to me about what they would like to happen. Sure. And I've booked the person for tomorrow. Oh, no. <laughs> or today now, I guess. Oh, Zach, this is literally how people end up on a current affair. Because what you'll do is I you'll know. put the fence on their property. They'll yeah. think you've taken a good two meters from their property. Yeah. And Tracy will be on your doorstep by Monday. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite worried about well, it. Well, I mean, you, you've got to perfect your hand up to camera run a runaway position. Already? I reckon There's so. There's no hope that it's going to go okay. Well, unless you put it a meter on your side of the property, but yeah. that's just stupid. But um, there's already a fence line. I'm pretty confident that they're going to. F- there's not going to be a land dispute. You you sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so what's the dispute going to be over? Just you what sort of price, fence it is? How much you're going to put it in for? Yeah, my parents how had big this thing. It? When I was growing up, they sort of agreed with the neighbour that they'd put a new fence up. Hmm. Put the new fence up. The neighbour got the invoice. Said, I'm not paying that much. Paid a hundred bucks. It was like five grand. Hundred bucks. Yeah. The neighbor, they thought that that's how much a fence costs. Well, that's what they said. That's what the neighbor said. So all I'm saying is I, I would want to be chatting to this neighbor and have something in writing. I did chat to him and I said, <laughs> hey, I want to get moving on this pretty soon. Yeah. That was a few days ago. I probably should have said, oh, also they're coming this week. <laughs> so that's on me. <laughs> <laughs> so what, now, are you, what are you going to do? You're just going to get them to put the fence up? I'm wondering if I can head over in the morning. And say they're and coming just, in an hour. <laughs> no, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna ask, hey, did you have a chance to have a think about the fence? And hopefully they'll say yeah. Yes, and, what, and I'll say great, because they're on their way. No, what you should do is once they say yeah, I'm on board, say, I'll give them a call and see if they can fit us in today, hey? Oh! See how quick they can do. And We're when in I luck. when I ring the number, yeah. you'll just hear a phone ringing outside. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's out the front. <laughs> Crazy. Bloody hell, these guys are so efficient. <laughs> That's all the time we have for the show tonight. Um, if you missed anything, search for Collective Noun on iTunes. Get the podcast there. You and, can also look yeah. up our Big Mac mystery documentary on our social media. And tomorrow night, if you are in some sort of neighbourhood dispute that a current affairs covering, will you keep us posted? Will you let us know? Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, it'd Tune be good into, promotion. Uh, we'll be back tonight <laughs> from 11. I think a current affair is <laughs> 7, 6.30. 6.30, 7 o'clock on Channel 9. So you, you might, might see, see me there. <laughs> Tom and Ollie coming up next. See ya. Bye. <laughs> From Collective Noun, grab podcasts and videos online on Facebook at Collective Noun Comedy.